Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Book Blessing Busy. Today we're going to talk about leadership and we're going to talk about dismantling expectations in several realms. But before we get into all of that, um, let me just first introduce myself. My name is Gaylisa Swan. I'm Danielle Gray. <laughs> I'm Dernie. Ferguson. I was I was contemplating if I should say my last name. I know. Name. I was like, you're putting us out there. Same. I'm sorry, guys. My whole government. <laughs> I know. Oh I'm just so used to introducing myself and giving my like, you full know the, name. You know the good thing, though? They probably can't spell none of our names. That's okay, probably that's right. Good. That's good. It's an inside secret, y'all. <laughs> but anyhow, as we enter into this conversation today, um, I think it's important that we pause for a minute and we think when we think about leadership for us to ex- to reflect on what some of our experiences have just been and specifically label like what is a trait that you admire or traits that you admire in leaders or you desire for yourself? Yeah. Like desire for ourselves as leaders. As, as leaders. leaders, yes. Okay. I I guess I just took the liberty to go first, so I'll, <laughs> I'll go. Um, I feel like for most leaders that I responded to well, because I've, I feel like I've had a lot of leadership, you know, mentorship opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so for most leaders, I think I took too well. There was just this personal element of their leadership where before we ever got down to any type of business or anything, any tasks being talked about, it was always like, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. How, how is your life? Like it was, it was so personal that you almost like, at least for me, I'm like, I actually want to do this task for you because you now yeah. ask me and you care about me. Um, so that's one, that's something that I admire in leaders and also a trait that I would like for myself. I, I would hope that for people that I lead that I could, I want to show them like, I care for you first. Mm-hmm. Um, before any tasks get done because at the end of the day if these tasks don't get done it's more about you like it's about your how you're matters. doing yeah mm-hmm. so those are the leaders I, I feel like I've taken too well mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that yeah <laughs> love that. this is yeah I would definitely agree with that yeah, it's been a thing for me but more recently um I would say that I probably did not value relational leadership um, I got that language from one of our professors. I don't know that I would have valued relational leadership until I came to Tennessee and saw it emulated and came to value it. From Brooklyn, New York, and in New York, business is business. Leadership are getting the they're getting the job done, um, but it's not as relational. And so I really appreciate um, the opportunity to not just be led by people, but to um, get glimpses into the people that they are, and not just hear the words that they speak, but be in a relationship with them enough to see the lives that they live. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, though, another trait that I've admired since I was really young has been integrity. It's something that um, my mentor and like a spiritual mother of mine um, like hammered into me when I was younger is this, this uh, necessity of being who you are in front of people and when you're by yourself. Um, whether that's on a stage, on a platform, or just, you know, like who do your kids and spouse and friends know? That person being the same person across the board and holding the same values and standards for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think those are those are two things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, um, I I find that leaders who are able to hold advocacy and respect well, um, I... I just I get a glean in more um, just because I see how like it commands the presence of the room 
And I think it also helps for those who are being engaged with to like, one, feel like their needs are being met and then also are able to do it in a respectful way where we're not over, we're not trying to jump over one another, but we're both hearing and we're both seeing each other. So holding these two experiences in tandem um, is something that I value tremendously. Like for me personally, advocacy is really important. And the way that I just function for myself as a leader, I think the role and the function that I play has been speaking up for other people. And also speaking up for myself, speaking up for those grave injustices. I've been like that from high school, y'all. I was that kid who going to the principal, going to the teacher, and I'm like um, labeling some kind of injustice that is happening at that present time. But one thing my parents always engraved in me, though, is to always do things in respect. Because how it's not what you say, it's how you... Granted, it is what you say sometimes. But how you say things is important. And I think respect helps to cover that in that I get to say how I'm actually feeling and I get to lead, I get to share opinions and dialogue with you. But I also don't diminish who you are, diminish you and who you are as a person Mm -hmm. at the same time. So holding these two things in tandem, I think is a really, really important um, part and and in agreement with the both of you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. What I find interesting across the board. So we have respect and advocacy. We have, um, do you say personal presence? Yeah. And I said relational leadership and integrity. What I find interesting across the board is that what we're all saying is that we appreciate the humanity of our leaders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing the humanity in ourselves as leaders and also seeing the humanity in those under our care mm-hmm. and being able to hold them well, respect them well, advocate for them well, based on this place of like, I guess seeing people as image bearers, like yeah. the image of God and the way that we, um, the way that we respond to them and interact with them. Yes. Um, I, we're, we're, we're really good therapists, guys. <laughs> good job. But I mean, if, we, if we're going to bounce off of that, the whole idea that we were able to come up with these humanistic elements, mm-hmm. I think what we tend to do is see our leaders as superhuman and have this expectation of them that they have to have it all together or... Um, there's some level of perfection that comes with being a leader and stepping up into this this space that maybe is an expectation that we we need to dismantle. Mm-hmm. We need to step away from. Mm-hmm. And we maybe need to see more pockets of engaging their humanity mm-hmm. and helping, like in the way that we see them, the way that we approach them, the way that we ask of things of them, also take into consideration that your humanity is also playing a role here as you engage as a leader. Yeah. yeah. I think across the board, for some reason, people get leadership roles and we see them as different, mm-hmm. right? Like it's different entities. And I don't think that we often take take the time to realize that they are people like we are with a different position. The only thing that changed about them is their level of responsibility, mm-hmm. right? But for some, and I mean, okay, should people hold themselves to a standard? Yes. But I'm saying what changed about them is their position and their role. And because of that, we have deemed them to be a different type of being than us, which I don't think it's fair to them um, and often causes uh, a, a decrease in their level of mental health mm-hmm. because of the expectations that are put on them to be like immo- uh, unmoved by anything. Right. I think one of the most humbling things I've witnessed from my teachers being leaders 
is that whole thing of like they are quick to tell us they don't know something and they'll research it yeah and i like that because i'm like you're not telling me you know everything and that's not that expectation i'm also putting on you to expect that you know everything they are very quick to say you know what let me get back to you Mm -hmm. and they do Mm -hmm. so i i appreciate that as them leading the classroom and leading my peers Mm -hmm. to have a different that's just a different expectation yeah because i think leaders also play a role of modeling Mm -hmm. and they play a role of also showing the fullness or they should play the role of showing some aspects and and with discernment aspects of what the whole experience looks like to lead in that you're not gonna always have the the full capacity to hold every to hold everything nor to know everything and i think we talked about that early in our like education um episode in the expectation that's just there sometimes to hold and to know everything and to be all things i think leaders also have um a, a level of responsibility to show that mm-hmm. and not to show all, like to say you're gonna walk around showing all your cards but with discernment allow for your allow for your humanity to even be given to us to engage within the first place yeah yeah i'm thinking about though it, yes this should this should be what happens what is stopping this from happening is then my question right what is upholding the expectation that is unhealthy um that people should be able to hold things and hold things alone um and the things that they're holding on different levels of or capacities so it's not it's the physical paperwork for example or all of those who are in their care or the upkeep of a facility just all the things across the board um and immediately i'm thinking about just like what does it mean for me? Or what is it? I, I can imagine the depth of humility that it takes to say that I am a leader and while you hold these expectations of me, these are things that I'm unable to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Like that takes a lot of vulnerability mm-hmm. that amongst the people who are still holding you to a standard, I see how it feels incredibly difficult to, to not be able to get to that place. Mm-hmm. So then it feels like everybody else is holding you to pressure and you're holding your, yourself to the fire as well. Mm-hmm because it's not safe Mm -hmm. i think there's a well i think several things (laughs) one i think there's um the experience of fear and mistrust and not knowing if if i show these parts of myself to you will you still be able to see me as capable or will you now feel like you need to be afraid or you need to be worried or that i am less than because of not me not being able to hold the full capacity of what you are expecting for me to hold Mm -hmm. one i think two I don't know if if all leaders necessarily take time to see themselves as humans and seeing mm-hmm. themselves first as being a human before they see themselves as a leader. Mm-hmm. Okay, random. <laughs> but I'm watching the show Madam Zachary right now, right? And in and a part of that, she's one of she's playing the a national leader, is dealing with like, I don't actually, you know, I'm not gonna tell y'all too much because I don't want to ruin the show for y'all. Anyway, she's dealing with some personal issues <laughs> that she's now wrestling with the idea of like, should I I don't have time right now to deal with like these personal issues that I have because the, the country needs me. There's responsibilities, there are things that need me right now, there are responsibilities that I have. And her humanity, her well-being personally first is not being taken care of and not being nurtured um, because of this of this of this feeling that I have something else this calling that I need to approach and I need to fulfill first before I can actually take care of myself 
And so I think that's another part of it that might prevent vulnerability from happening is that I don't see my I don't see it, I don't see myself as it being necessary for me to be vulnerable necessarily. Um, but yeah. So what we're saying is the traits that we highlighted in the beginning of valuing the humanity of leaders. Mm-hmm that may be what leadership demands of them or what they think leadership demands of them, um, erases or silences the humanity that we're asking for and valuing. Yeah, so I think it can. Which oftentimes prevents us from reaching out and looking for help, Mm -hmm. which is why we, at least, I could say for me personally, which is why I struggle to, to delegate. Because I'm like, if I'm going to put all this pressure on myself, there's the expectation that I have to get this done and this is what it should be. It should look like. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I feel like in that, I, sh- I struggle sometimes to just delegate and give people different tasks. But I'm like, oh, I'm showing too much of my humanity that I can't get this done. I need help. Mm-hmm. Here's the I thing, don't know. though. I think in... And I feel this way across the board with many things. But with leadership, for some reason... We get positions and we get roles and forget that we are a full human, mm-hmm. right? The fact that I am a therapist doesn't mean that I don't have a full life. Right. The fact that someone is a pastor or a principal or whatever doesn't mean that they don't have a full life. And so, yes, you may be called or feel called or pulled or whatever inclined to this position, but that doesn't mean that the rest of ourself gets to shut off in light of this responsibility. So I think a lot of the work in dismantling in dismantling this expectation is figuring out how do I meet the expectations of the other parts of my life, mm-hmm. right? How do I incorporate wellness into my household so that my family, my spouse, whoever, are holding responsibilities well with me in a way that uh, meets my needs, as Gay Lisa was highlighting earlier? How do we see ourselves as people who have needs across the board? And so my my context is not just the people that I'm leading. My context is my entire life. Yeah. And allowing myself to be seen in multiple places and having my needs met um, in, in, in different places. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely just, it requires some level of balance and mm-hmm. trying to, I guess, balance find some type of rhythm maybe mm-hmm. i was gonna say is balance is is that a thing <laughs> yeah I, I think I it's one know. of those things that we don't necessarily like anchor in and yeah. like have but we're like we can't imagine and we at in different moments we can experience mm-hmm. but i don't know if it's long lasting yeah. i think yeah. i think that's Especially. the that's this concept that she's getting at though of rhythm is that like I think people think balance and they think like, oh, cut six equal pieces of the pie mm-hmm. and give one piece to every part of my life versus like, is this this concept of rhythm where, you know, for this pie, my family may need to get half of the pie and work gets a little less. But the next pie, my family might get a smaller cut because work is demanding more of me. Yeah. Like what is the way that I, almost like juggling, what is the way that I find a rhythm that works in giving myself and the people around me the responsibilities around me the attention that they need in every designated season Mm -hmm. when i think about this whole idea of rhythm versus balance i think a lot of my dad because he had to do a lot of balancing of church and home and at that time um, a business and so i think of just like there are times when i had soccer games pretty much Often, there's a lot of times when I had soccer games, probably two, three times within a week, mm-hmm. and there are times when he could show up. And at that time, the rhythm was I, or like the, the the priority at that time was me, 
but there were also times when there were things going on within church or within the business where he had to take that as priority mm-hmm. and so um i guess yeah just being able to find that ballot well find that rhythm more so as a leader mm-hmm. in these various spheres that he found himself in that was that was interesting to watch because mm-hmm. um, i think it also required some level of understanding and me recognizing his humanity mm-hmm. as well like he can't be in two places at once mm-hmm. now at the time did i understand that no <laughs> but now i i mean stepping into leadership roles myself like yeah i cannot be in two places at once mm-hmm. i am not superhuman mm-hmm. yeah i think okay my my systemic brain is just thinking about how all of these different elements interact with each other for for an order for like a leader and a leadership home um to function and to be able to function as best as possible um, and, I, and I think I'm thinking about expectations of how one we view ourselves as leaders. What are the what is what is my true what is my tr- what should my true capacity look like? What are some of the things that I need to take on versus some of the things that I need to release and I need to delegate? I'm thinking about what it looks like now about creating a culture, as like Danielle made reference to, of like in my home life or our culture within my friendships or our culture within the people that I interact with on a regular basis, where well-being and responsibility both get to be together and have a seat at the table mm-hmm. and we can yeah. all engage well. Yeah. Um, I think about what it looks like now and having specific conversations with my family, friends, whatever it is, and helping them to hold me accountable to that as well as I function within my leadership role, within my, within my experiences, so that I can be able to f- continue to function well as a leader, so that I am actually showing up and I am able to engage fully in the role that I'm playing. Like all of these things play a role. Mm-hmm. We all play um, we all play some kind of important function and being able to help each other collectively like do this. And I think I've seen this happen like even in my workplace where we actively have conversations of like what this can look like and also asking for grace. Mm-hmm. When it's not done all the time in the most perfect way, I am just having a very hard time. And being willing to just simply accept and just, you know, different life experiences are going on, whether it be with sickness, divorce, whatever it might be, things are going on in your lives. And there's also a place at the table here for for grace as well. And that this is not going to be done perfectly. It's not going to be done on your time. I'm not going to always be able to show up in the ways that you want me to. If I'm the leader and like you, there's a friend or whatever it is, I might not always be able to do this on your time. Can you extend me grace in that? Yeah. I think... A huge component I'm thinking about when I asked earlier, like, what is stopping us from being human fully in leadership places? I'm thinking about the security in oneself that it takes to be able to do what Gideon is saying well, mm-hmm. right? I need to be, we've talked about last season, about this whole imposter syndrome situation. And I think a lot of imposter syndrome is what keeps us on these pedestals that we're trying to get ourselves off of. Um, because it's not safe to show you that I may not know as much as you think I know. And I think it takes a level of like security and self to be able to even accept the grace if extended to us, right? And um, I need to be mm-hmm. secure of myself as a parent and knowing that like I am a good parent and I intend good things for my children. So when I can't show up to that one soccer game, it doesn't mean that like I am a bad parent, mm-hmm. right? When I have a responsibility to turn something into the office and whatever the case is and I missed the deadline, okay, I tried. I'm trying to find a place of rhythm, but that takes a lot of security and knowing, um, again, the fullness of who we are and our intentions in the matter and the fact that life doesn't always allow us to be as, you know, sharp Mm. on it as we want to be. Mm -hmm. Mm 
Yeah. There's so many different things to hold in violence and to hold in tandem. And I experiences like this when I get to sit down with leaders, I have so much respect. Um, as especially when they carry so much role, so many different roles, and then having to deal with their own personal lives, for goodness sake, mm-hmm. <laughs> their own personal health or own marital or relational things that may be going on their children or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, your own personal development. Um, I have I have a lot of respect for people who um, who are holding all of these things, and they they also allow um, other people to journey in that with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that I I, Danila and I have taken a class and one of our professors had made mention of this quote that I, that we both, I guess, really, truly mm-hmm. um, thought just really stuck out. It says, pastors are the only set of people who don't go, who don't get to go to church while everyone else is going to church, they're going to work. And so Dr. Dr. Trevor Mullion shared that in our class. And I think in culmination of all of the things that we've been talking about, and if we think about pastors and the leadership roles that they play, um, it's so important to recognize the role and the function and what, that these pastors and these leaders get to play, but also the things that they miss out on or the things that they may need to delegate and experience in other parts of their life so that they are holistically being taken care of. Um, so these are, these are, these are you know, very important things to consider. Do y'all have any thoughts or reflections on this quote or anything else we've been saying yeah i'm thinking about the way that uh we've been talking about rhythm balance and finding these pieces of the pie and (laughs) i think even as he as dr miller highlighted this quote um the tricky thing for pastors is that the things that we have said just now break all of those rules Mm -hmm. right they don't have the clear delineation of house and work and church um, because these things overlap. Work is church and family is in church at work. And so there's their lives don't have the sort of boundaries that allow these things to go a little bit better. Um, so I think it's it's harder to find it's harder to find this level of rhythm and it takes a lot more intentionality because these things overlap. For most people, faith is not work. Yeah, that's true. Right? Family is not an at work involved in work and all the people at work know your family Mm -hmm. you know and so so it's there's a lot of like it's just there's a lot of overlap yeah um that's not always helpful if the people around yes if this and it's it's hard if the people around us don't have the boundaries well to hold them as we hold them Mm -hmm. right so being able to distinguish like even with my family what are the conversations that we're having about family Mm -hmm. and like we're not talking about church we're just talking about family um and the same thing, vice versa. It even, a lot of this conversation that we had in class was talking about needs and the fact that the needs that many of us are able to acknowledge and feed, it's harder for them because their needs also tie into work. And so you're having responsibilities of bringing a message on Sunday morning and not meeting the need of being filled yourself because all of this overlaps. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Goodness. It's a a (laughs) ton. For one person to hold. For one person. But but here's the thing. We are having conversations about what many of them don't even realize. No, Mm -hmm. they just doing it. How many of them actually sit and be like, "Mm, I don't know the last time I got fed because I've been feeding everyone else. You know, like their lives become so normative that I don't know that they're able to acknowledge what is missing because it's just their life. Mm -hmm. I think a part of this too is recognizing like pastors 
leaders in different ways they play the role as like caregivers and so i think this is universal too if we even just extend this to just caregivers period whenever you are extending and you're pouring out of yourself in this way there's a constantness there's a constant experience of doing this that becomes a rhythm and a part of life that if you don't intentionally pause to recognize that oh my goodness i I empty i don't know the last time i was able to have a refreshing Yeah. You will just continue to be in that same rhythm over yeah. and over and over again because it's yeah. it's a natural course of life to give of yourself, yeah. not to necessarily receive. Yeah, I think that's why the people around us are so important mm-hmm. to hold us accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean that that's why we also have uh, people you know that we depend on. So I'm thinking if we're thinking church, we have deacons, we have you know associate pastors, whatever. We have these people in place to hold us accountable to some sense to say you know what you may need a break Mm -hmm. and not in a disrespectful way but in a way of like you've been going when last did you stop Mm -hmm. and rest or when last what was the last thing that you didn't preach this sunday like having people around us to hold us accountable and in the same sense on our work side or in the corporate world i should say um having people within those spheres who hold us accountable Mm -hmm. I think the question still is though like will i give these people permission to hold me accountable right i think for many people people try to hold them accountable and they uh they get the ultimate clap back right they get the like i'm doing my job this is what i need to do mm-hmm. you don't understand you know whatever um as opposed to allowing people to hold our humanity well and to nurture us well mm-hmm. like leaders also need nurturing leaders are people um and so really challenging ourselves to allow these things to happen because it's for our own benefit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it takes a little i think i think for leaders it takes a humbling experience to recognize that i too need to be taken care of and i need to um i i need it's a priority now it's a necessity for me to allow people into this space um and to allow for myself to um to to be taken care of as well simply just simply put as that yes this this topic of leadership is definitely an ongoing conversation and honestly like a humbling one mm-hmm. because we often mm-hmm. i think the three of us specifically mm-hmm. have to stop and say what are we doing as leaders to mm-hmm. stop and mm-hmm. rest and be refreshed mm-hmm. so that's the kind of thing the same thing i hope for you guys <laughs> just 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 tag my name right yeah here. <laughs> That's the same thing I really hope for you guys as well with whatever you're leading, whether it's your homes, anything you find yourself in where you're a leader. I, I encourage you to, to find spaces to be vulnerable and, and kind of go through a humbling experience to, to rest. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, mm-hmm. I, I hope you join us next week as we continue these conversations of dismantling <laughs> expectations. See you guys. <laughs>